Fun fact, Dominica is one of only two countries in the world to have purple on its flag. I knew that. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. I am Adam. We are back for another week of... Well, you, you know what you're going to get. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I bother with an introduction. Um, Craig's here. Fresh We're from up. his weekly Ofsted visit. Um, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so you know that like Ofsted are a real thing and it, and it, it happens to come annually. So we've got a, we have got like a point in time. It will be around this time most years. Well, actually, next year might be a few more because we're opening more places. But could anyway, you, what's could good? You do, like, could you do like I know you could arrange like for an accountancy perspective, like you could change someone's financial year end and stuff like that. Um, can you <laughs> change the timing of it so it's not during the season? Like, have a word I, with I, them. I, if you could, if they could come every April, we don't do any podcasting in April. Then that, it's, that's it's all... also it's almost always every Tuesday. It's a Tuesday or a Wednesday as well. Every so week, they, they, no. But if they come, it's going to be Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. So, I was also scared like a four day weekend, right? Yeah. Just yeah. fail. Just like... fail one. They'll come back much sooner, <laughs> and, then, and then it'll go back to just just keep failing it until it gets to the time of the year that you're happy with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Yeah, but easy. That's, that's so, fucking genius. Special that's a man measures, with brass balls, that is. <laughs> special measures until April, then jump yeah. back up to outstanding, and then, yeah, then you're you good to go for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, then you're good to go. Brilliant. I love that. I mean, cracked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that is an Ofsted hack. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think any educational organization has ever been like rated poorly inadequate or whatever they whatever they give you for this sort of reason yeah. i'd like to think <laughs> just so educational they can appear, tanking yeah just so they can appear on a niche british sporting <laughs> podcast that's the reason tanking <laughs> Um, you've heard Mark and you've heard Pat. There you go. That's the that's the intro's done. Um, I've it's you thought last week was underprepared, um, and I said I'd write an agenda. I've not written an agenda for this week, so we'll just have a chat. Um, Good. Why don't we start with some any other business? Have we ever started with AOB? I don't is it have. just is it just business if it's not at the end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's yeah. what's going on? <laughs> this is this is now a business podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the footsie yeah, new, is new regular up feature today. of the show. What's happening, <laughs> uh, Mark? How's things with you? What's what's uh, what business have you got? Um, it's, it's going to feel a bit weird ranting about it at the start of the podcast, but I want to. <laughs> I, I, I was going to talk about um, how bored I am hearing about referees making mistake in the Liverpool game. Oh God. So I'm like, I, I, I don't understand why, and it feels like it's because it's Liverpool that there's this incessant. Rich, need Rich to... isn't here. We can say what we fucking like it, about it, this. Well, I would, I would say it anyway, as <laughs> if you wouldn't in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But like, Liverpool seem to have this weird anger about what happened at the weekend, and like, it's not like they've been uniquely harmed in a way that nobody else has by VAR. And everyone has suffered dodgy decisions. 
And it like there's been dodgy decisions against Liverpool where they haven't thrown their hands up in the air and screamed looking for some kind of weird intervention from the, the Premier League about it. Um, I, I feel like they just need to shut up. A mistake was made. I don't feel like it needs minute-by-minute, blow-by-blow coverage. And Liverpool expecting some kind of... I get the feeling that they're expecting the goal to be awarded and the result to be altered. Um, and like if you, go, if you go down that rabbit hole, there's a huge amount of decisions that need to be re-evaluated based on what VAR's done in the past. I just think everyone needs to shut the fuck up about it. Let's just replay them all. Go back to the start of VAR. Every single game. Every, every yeah. game, every single... Every single game. In fact, not just VAR. Anything that anything like that, Liverpool... that Stevenage Portsmouth game the other day, Pat, with those, those ludicrous red cards. Replay that. Replay it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Inconsistency Where... is going to be is going to happen when decisions are subjective. Correct that decision was wrong. Yes, but there are still humans that have that have to make the decision, and humans make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You you have to expect this to happen as part of it. No system that involves humans is is in, is like perfect. So yeah, a mistake was made. Jurgen Klopp took it on the chin, didn't uh, he? Uh, oh yeah, uh, doesn't he always? But enough about his personal life. I actually, <laughs> I actually thought, like, I'm not going to give him credit here because that's the last thing I want to do. But I I I thought he could have been worse. By his own poor standards, and uh, like, he, he, he but did. Then, he but did then the say... statement came out afterwards. It was like we're going to explore every option or whatever it was, and, uh, and I said, "Just fuck off." I think just... he's actually the long. The more time's gone on, the more ridiculous he's being about it. Initially, he just kind of went, "Well, yeah, an apology is nice, but it's not going to change the result, is it?" And how the correct about yeah. that. Um, the Sky true. interview before the announcement that whatever the loads of letters is the company that is separate from the AFA or whatever PGMOL is it something like that right. um well before the statement came out Sky did their post-match interview and like Klopp was being quite constructive and or, or just like he wasn't he wasn't biting and you could tell the interviewer just wanted to like wanted Klopp to be a dick and he done <laughs> his final question was basically aren't you aren't you really pissed off about this are you sure, Jurgen? You've got to be really <laughs> angry about this. Just go fly off on the handle because it makes good telly. Sky, uh, Sky are rapidly becoming like clickbait merchants, and all they're yeah, after yeah. is like it's it's about engagement rather than actual professional journalism anymore. And it's what Talksport are doing. It's what, um, in fact, T- TMT what are doing. Does. But like, there are certain organisations that still have an ounce of professional integrity about the quality of their product and sky. I feel that's, like that's sky the long snapper podcast, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we still... <laughs> exactly integrity about the quality of our product. What <laughs> <laughs> <On> a tagline. <laughs> that become our, uh, our Twitter bio, please. <laughs> integrity about the quality of the product. Yes. Mm. <laughs> And, and I just feel like Sky losing it to become clickbait. They know that they want, there's loads of Man United fans. So when something happens to United, ridiculous amounts of talk done about, oh, look, at let's analyse this decision to the nth degree. Just get on with it. Report on facts. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I've been... Unusually... I quite enjoyed that as a start to the podcast. That was good. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I... Uh... I've been unusually sort of busy with work 
and I haven't really listened to any radio or paid on, on sort of looking at Twitter very much the last couple of days. And actually, it's been quite nice. Um, I haven't heard much of the whinging. <laughs> um, Pat, what would you uh, what would you like to start the show with? Well, it's party conference season, so mates are getting into rooms and bragging to their other mates and saying things that they probably shouldn't, which when they get out, make them look like assholes. So that's always an entertaining slash infuriating time, depending on what your mood is. I saw a poster today which says, long-term decisions for a brighter future, kicking woke ideology out of science. And I thought, this has got to be a spoof that's too near the knuckle. I wonder where this originated from. It originated from the official conservative account. So it's a genuine thing. And I'm like, I work for a major British scientific research organization. They employ over 100,000 people worldwide and thousands in the UK. We spent the last two years talking about how important inclusivity and diversity of thought is in your scientific problem solving. And these out of touch fucking morons do this to try and appeal to the lowest common denominator and it's just it's embarrassing from them science requires mm. integrity which is perhaps why you don't appreciate it just like just like this podcast science requires integrity <laughs> um, oh yeah they are becoming a parody man it's like that was the word that was on my lips it's because yeah uh, the whole uh, Life's they're just a parody of itself gonna, now, though, isn't it? They're going to end up being sponsored by GB News, and every single one of them... I thought you were going to say Ginster's pasties for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that would be, be fine better. if they weren't controlling the entire fucking country, but as they're ruining where I live, it would be nice... Ginster's <laughs> pasties are ruining yeah. where you live. <laughs> oh, no, Ginster's pasties, you just ruined my butt. <laughs> um, Craig, it's been a while. Um yeah 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 it's been a it's been a busy one mate um you weren't you weren't even on when like rogers went down injured way i've got i've got there's been so much has happened (laughs) (laughs) spoiler spoiler alert spoiler alert we're gonna get to the jets (laughs) uh, (laughs) we're gonna discuss the jets are we gonna Uh, do our regular feature of the show Are the Jets still shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did that come up last week? I haven't, I don't Oh, you've not listened there. Good, good. I've not, I've not gone that far, clearly. <laughs> you've, yeah. you've caught, you've caught the odd stray, I would say, in the last, <laughs> last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that may have happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but no, mate, it's been, um, it's been a busy run. I, um, you I'll had you, your, what, you had your, was it your final fight? Um, uh, I did compete. Retired? No, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, we had uh, still clinging yeah. on like Matthew Stafford. <laughs> we had um, it was a good day out. Me and a boy both got to compete in the same day, uh, and uh, yeah, regional sort of tournament. Both won uh, quarters and semis. Unfortunately, both not quite. It's not, didn't win our finals, um, which is actually what I was going to talk about. In my OB. Um, that was all cool. Being able to compete together and blah blah blah. But um, I hurt my foot and I left it for like a week and a half, like as you do. And it was still sore. And I'm thinking, fuck, I really can't be asked to go to the hospital because that's going to be a myth. Uh, And it just wasn't getting better. And I'm limping and it was still hurting. 
Um, so I sucked it up. I went to the hospital. And lo and behold, I was in that in nine and a half. Had an x-ray, no break. It was good as gold. So um, They didn't actually so, do anything to fix it. Well, that. they didn't. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but they checked so it you, and gave so me... So you should have saved your hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> That is that has got to be the most Adam response. What a waste of your time! Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I came away from that feeling quite happy. Now I feel like I've been robbed. I mean, if an hour and a half for them to not do anything is better than four hours for them to not do anything, I'll give you that. Oh. I remember <laughs> going to the doctors because I couldn't see it one of my eyes because I got smashed by a football and I was in the waiting room like three and a half hours and by the time they saw me I could see fine <laughs> so like well we'll put some eye drops in anyway and have a look and uh, yeah it's you... fine yeah thanks I'd detach my retina but I'm just napping now <laughs> you were waiting so long that it healed <laughs> that's amazing pretty like fucking Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> um I've I've got a much more much more serious AOB, and that is I was a well away kind of, yeah away working last night and a load of messages on WhatsApp around my son's football team kicking off about half five six o'clock. He has training on a Monday night at six, and basically it was his training still on. His training still on. Just reading all these messages, and there was just a massive lightning storm and training was training was cancelled at the last minute and then about half an hour 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 later there's a message uh, someone forwarded this this thing in the whatsapp group saying yeah it's just just as just as well it was cancelled the the football club was struck by lightning and also there's a um in a schools match in hartford a couple of miles away um a few a few people were literally struck by lightning um there's uh a kid and it turned it turns out that a couple of the kids playing in this match were the, the Henry's mates at school or or kids in his year were playing in this match and one one kid still in a in a critical condition in the hospital from being struck by lightning um, which Fucking was uh, Christ. absolutely uh absolutely insane and it's it's been in the news today and stuff so i don't know it, Mother Nature, it's just mental. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, lightning, thunder, and lightning's dangerous. And it's, I don't, I don't. It's funny though. I don't remember when you, you, when I was young or being a kid or even a young adult, really sort of thinking about thunderstorms in a way that oh, we should, we should keep get safe. Hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can remember it being. On a on a golf course as a as a young adult and it striking like an uh, umbrella but like not doing any damage and I think well, shit that's that's scary and um, but uh, yeah I don't remember being a kid and things being cancelled and moved but it just shows you right there was a kid a kid that died up north last year I think um, playing playing football it's just bonkers sorry to bring you that i just uh it was uh, just quite yeah, a good way yeah, to start the pod yeah <laughs> cheer up that's the, that's the energy we need yeah <laughs> yeah yeah something like that um should we should we bring some energy with some sentences to talk about some games now i say should we do this uh pat i was as i said i was 
away, distracted, busy yesterday. I said, sent a message last night. Oh, would you mind doing me a favour? Allocate all the one sentence previews. Much appreciated. Thank you for that. Um, I've made a rub for my own back because now I've I've spent the last. I, I could exaggerate, but it's not really that long. But it's just amused me. I'm picking all the um, yeah, all the games <laughs> abbreviations. Also, your messages which said things like, "Yeah, no two two people are, are in a row." Um, so it's all nice, nicely done. I don't know what order you had the games. Um, I'm just going to say that, but it's it is going to be what it is. Um, My order was in the banner of the ESPN website. Oh, okay. Well, um, I have maybe a different order. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> this is one sentence previews organised by Pat, allocated by Pat, and read out by Adam. Literally anything could happen. That one sentence, it's not previews yet, it's reviews. Well, Aren't you do, yeah. person who doesn't like the use of by the overuse of literally. Did I say literally? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, that amuses me. Oh, it's uh, yeah, you know, he, he's literally broken him in two. No, well, not really, he hasn't. Anyway, <laughs> one sentence reviews starting with Detroit 34, Great British Pounds 20. <laughs> Heathing troubles for Great British Pounds who are overwhelmed by the Lions. Atlanta uh, 7, Jacksonville 23. Jags look good at times, returning to their second home, but it doesn't look good for the Dirty Birds. Miami 28, Buffalo 48. So good that Mark Salem watched it twice. Correct. Um, MV, Mike Vick 21, Crystal Palace 13. The Panthers returned to very conservative offence and the Vikings eventually won this arm wrestle. Denver 31, Chicago 28. Both of these sides look horrible, but the Bears looked worse. <laughs> Baltimore 28, Cleveland 3. The Browns went into this game with the NFL's top-ranked defence. Lamar Jackson did give a shit about that and spanked them anyway. Um, Craig, did you write one too for this? Not this one. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I've, I've, we've discussed this and now I don't even know what games those were. Just jump in if you feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, P.S. Practice Squad 9, Halftime 30. It's genuinely starting to worry me that Stroud and the Texans might be competitive. I don't like it. LA Rams 29, Indianapolis 23. The Colts were 20 0 down at half time and some of their fans flounced off. They flounced back again as the Colts roared back in the fourth quarter. Imagine unflouncing only to lose in overtime. Delicious. <laughs> that very much includes Nate turning it off. I know that for a fact. <laughs> um, Tampa Bay 26, New Orleans 9. This one feels against the grain a bit, but the Bucks aren't terrible to watch. And the division may be a possibility for them. Water Closet 31, phys Physical Education 34. The Eagles survive a scare against the Commanders, who leave everyone wondering just why Riverboat Ron didn't go for the two-point conversion to win the game. I want to come back to that. Cincinnati 3, Tennessee 27. 
Some vintage Derek Henry in this one, but seriously, is Burroughs broken? Uh, Las Vegas 17, LA Chargers 24. Feels like there's a high ceiling for this Chargers team, and Herbert showing some toughness, getting banged up and still slinging balls. NEP, Nepal 30, DC Comics 38. Battle of two awful franchises ended up being pretty funny watching Bill Belichick suffer his worst ever defeat as a head coach. I reckon Mac Jones might just not be the answer. <laughs> Talk of Belichick being fired, I'm here for that. Um, Alistair Cook 16, San Francisco 35. Christian McCaffrey is the best player in football. Oh, that, that hurdle. Oh, God, that was sexy. Um, Kansas City 23, New York Jets 20. Literally did not see one single snap of this. And finally, Seattle 24, New York Giants 3. A Monday night football bumming. Seriously, who's scheduling these games? The Giants have now led a game this season for a total of 19 seconds. I reckon <laughs> Daniel Jones might just not be the answer. <laughs> There's quite a lot of people that aren't the answer. That's yeah. a very common thing. The Giants were dreadful in just every aspect of the game, like penalties on virtually every special teams and 11 sacks and a porous defence. It was horrible and also hilarious because it was the Giants. It does feel like good. there's been an element this season of those teams last season that were bad but winning games because of either their schedule or because there was just weird shit going on in the NFL where those bad teams were winning games, like the Vikings, like the Giants, like those guys it does feel there's been a definite regression to how they actually are this year. <laughs> and we're seeing those, like there's, there was so many like, absolute t- teams got smashed this weekend. And I've like, we, like, we're seeing teams that I think are, we know what they are now. And there's a lot of teams that are crap. The, the Giants are ahead of that. The game. Giants, like I assumed they were going to be shit last year. And then no. I kind of mostly put their success in my head, at least just, pretty much down to Brian Dable. Um, yeah. Like, but Ed, he's still there. So Second why, season why syndrome, can't maybe. he... Yeah, maybe. Second maybe. season syndrome. They've paid um, Mac Jones. Craig's got the noisiest chair in all humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I... I, I mean, I really hope that's the chair. But... <laughs> yeah, I've... I, I, I don't think they were that good last year. They just had a favourable schedule and like, won some games that they normally wouldn't have won. I'm happy with a big crap. It feels, yeah, I it feels right. I am too. The only way that game could have been more fun is if Dable had hit him with the tablet instead of tossing it onto the bench. <laughs> he looked absolutely disgusted with his quarterback, didn't he? It was hilarious. Oh, rightly so, it was a shambles. Yeah, But at least he didn't get benched, unlike some other ones that um, old Billy B has been coaching. <laughs> uh, well... I unusually listened to Around the NFL. I was in the car yesterday. I hadn't listened to that for like a year. Uh, but they were, they played, they were having a good laugh about it, as you can imagine. But they played the Bill Belichick interview of someone in the press corps asking him why he benched, basically why he benched Mac Jones. or And Bill Belichick took, was silent for 10 seconds before delivering an answer of, um, there was just no more point keeping in the game. And then he pushed him. Like, is he going to start next week? And he just didn't answer. A Bill Belichick press conference is just... Can you imagine being a 
New England beat reporter. And it's your oh, job to keep First asking that job. guy a question. <laughs> First week. Can you just go and ask um, Bill Belichick why he benched his quarterback and why they're losing so badly? <laughs> uh, what was the bet this year, Adam? Oh, I don't know. I'm, Did I'm we make the bet? I can't remember. We definitely discussed it, but I can't remember like if we settled on a number or if we just didn't bother. I'm sure We've got I a history of like... forgetting bets that we've made, yeah. though, haven't we? <laughs> I'm sure I said something like no more than four wins because there was a couple of people who like put them that I thought they might be a playoff contender. And I honestly, they're imploding. It's hilarious. I, I'm so pleased. I think I'm just glad say... Matt Jones is crap. Yeah. Oh, he's awful. <laughs> he's isn't rubbish. He? He's rubbish. Guy's a dick and he's rubbish. I think we compared him when might have been previewing the season or maybe after week one and two. We compared him to like Johnny Manziel, but without the confidence. <laughs> and it's just bang on. You look at him like he there's nothing likable about him. And he doesn't he doesn't even he's not even fun to watch. Like it's just it's he everything I've been he, waiting for for the Patriots for so many he years. Do, just doesn't do anything well. He's not athletic, he's not accurate, he's like I, I don't know what he's good at. He's good at getting away with grabbing people's dicks. Loves yeah. that. That's that's his best thing. <laughs> Good. Well, that's that's the talent, I guess. There, oh, it feels. Yeah, this this might be the the way we go. We we talk about the games today, or talk about talk about whatever we're going to talk about of just teams being humiliated. I do enjoy um, that. I didn't Could we talk about the Dolphins then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that was that's got to be. Well, going into the week, that's got to be the that was the most exciting game on paper like we said it like i want to see i want to see how the dolphins respond and how they play going up against a serious team and obviously they weren't they they were right at times um, but they they just didn't have enough to keep up with the bills i mean yeah this is the greatest team in football um the like <laughs> self-heralded miami dolphins um like you like doing things that no team has ever done before like sending players in motion and trying to get the ball out the quarterback's hands quickly. It's completely revolutionising the game. <laughs> um, I think they they all they've done is come up against a team that's got a reasonable defence, and all of a sudden it's you know it's been shown that if you have a couple of linebackers that take away the over the middle pass early, and you force Tua to have to think about it for an extra second, he's not as good. And their game plan doesn't work quite as well. They were they were solid. Buffalo the were on it though, absolutely oh, on it. Exactly, yeah, they were. But that should be a blueprint for how you play this high octane offense that the Dolphins have. We covered well. Um, we we stopped them running the ball particularly brilliantly, save for a, like one sixty yard run. Um, and defensively, they ain't all that. Especially in the secondary, um, it was it was a joy. I I, I was delighted because the amount of shit that had been being thrown on Twitter from Dolphins fans going into that this was going to be the game where the Dolphins proved that they were going to be, win the Super Bowl this year and that they're playing a brand of football not seen since the Great Show on Turf, LA Ram, um, St. Louis Rams teams even. Um, a lot's one- being made of the seventy. But as we said a week ago, the Broncos just the Broncos were absolutely 
woeful on defense. Correct. That that result has proven to be more about how bad the Broncos are on defense rather than how good the Dolphins are on offense. It wasn't even that difficult after the first two first two drives where you were kind of, they obviously had like their scripted plays that they were doing. After that, it wasn't even particularly difficult to put them off their stride. Um, yeah, <coughs> I think good that it's good uh, Miami. Thanks for coming. It's a it's a weird one because I think it's obviously a it's a very very impressive win. Really feels like um, the, the you know the Bills hit stride hit their stride right. Um, can't take anything away from it. I think that so. There's a couple of things, and and. I, I don't even like saying it, but if you're gonna lose, I I think that's the one. That's a that's a game that you you're gonna be all right losing. You, yeah. I also think that, like, you kind of hinted it. And I, my big thing watching the um the Dolphins up until this point, and even at times last year, thinking, like, how the fuck when they're playing like that, how do you stop Tyree Hill? Like at their best, how how do you stop him? And, um sort of the general narrative after the Bills was that, you know, they clogged up the passing lanes and they had their linebackers cover well in those intermediate routes, which is fine. And as a fan of a team who have outstanding linebackers who do that really well, I get the value of it. But I also know that linebackers, you could you could have 50, 60 great plays out of 70. And those 10 can kill you. I've seen it happen to the Jets. So I don't think it's as easy to say in, in the course of a season that that's going to happen to Tyreek Hill every week. And I do think that Miami, it's a good time to lose and realise that, and who knows, they might even already have a plan B that they chose not to go to at this stage of the season. I just... As good as a win as it was, and it really was, I just, I cannot, having watched that Miami Dolphins team this year and last year, I I cannot imagine that they were bested by a fantastic D-line and a couple of outstanding performances from their linebackers. Don't get me wrong, I'm not minimising the, the performance of the defence. It was a fantastic performance. But with those type of players, you, you feel like they've got to have more. It's, I don't think it's a bad defeat for Miami. I don't think it like like you say it's like might be might be a good timing for them just because they weren't gonna, they weren't going to be they weren't going to be like the nineteen seventy four Dolphins and go undefeated. So yeah, they're gonna they're going to go to Buffalo on the road. That's probably their hard the hardest game on their schedule for the year. And like they've, it's not even it's not as if they've gone up there and done nothing like they've. There's plenty of life in that team. They, yeah, they're really good to watch. They're not going to blow every team away. No team literally blows every team. I said literally again. What's literally. going on? <laughs> 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 Maybe that's going to be our new thing, my new regular feature of the podcast. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it might not be the worst thing for them to say. Okay, we're not invincible. I do think I do think that is such a thing because now I look back on it. And I think of the Bills' defeat to the Jets. It, it's probably that's not been a bad game to lose in that it kind of reset our offense into what it needed to do. And it's made us think about, you know, you absolutely need to stop playing hero ball, Josh. And since that game, he's he hasn't. He's 
he's reset. The play calling has been better. The the variation in play calling has been better. And his performance, I think his passer rating in this game was perfect. Um, and you just didn't assume that you were going to get that. And if we didn't manage to eke a win out of the Jets game, you wonder if like we we go through that reset. So it's um I think you're right. If if the Dolphins are going to lose any game, it's it's probably this one. But it was it was quite fun watching them get hammered after they had christened themselves the greatest thing that there's ever been in the NFL. It's a dangerous thing believing your own hype, as uh, Doug Pedersen suggests. The Jaguars have done the start of this season, although why they had any hype in the first place is another question. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, in a hotel last night in Acton. I've been living the dream. I'm telling you. Um, but there were some there were some fans that were, were staying there that had been to the the game at Wembley on Sunday. I uh, just clocked a some guy a guy at a table next to us talking to two women, um, and he came back from the toilet. I realised he's wearing a Falcons hoodie, so I, sort yeah. of, I, I said I said said hello, and I said what happened yesterday. Well, anyway, got I then realised that the the two women at the table weren't with him. He was just sat there chatting them up, and they were two Jags fans. Um, <laughs> um, they were happier than him, uh, but yeah, they they were, yeah, people completely in love with how their football team were doing. Any of them, should we say? Um, it was was it the classic the classic damp squib of a London game? I guess I, I wasn't. I I say I I didn't watch any of Sunday night football or Monday night football. I hardly watched any of this because I was watching the Ryder Cup. I am unprepared today. But we're gonna. Hmm. I'm gonna bullshit my way through anyway. Um, so Pat, I imagine you watch more of this than I did. So, was it the classic damp squib that it it looked like from the box score? You didn't miss that much. Jags were the better side, beat a fairly poor Falcons team by just being just about good enough for just about enough of the game. The scoreline flattered them a bit. Some good uh, defensive turnover work, but. There was nothing this weekend that made me more confident going into next weekend's game against the Bills from either of the two games, which is uh, a concerning time. It's sometimes was it one of those games though that sometimes you can be brought to the level of your opponent. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Where against a better team, you can you raise your game a little bit, and is it a bit of that? Because the, the Falcons are. Desmond Ridder, the Falcons, they look pretty woeful. Um, the Jags didn't really need to do anything. No, their, their biggest problem is Ridder. And when your biggest problem is your quarterback and he leads to turnovers, it hamstrings you to such an extent it's hard to get out of it. And uh, yeah, we had a bit better pass than usual, but we're very reliant on a small number of offensive weapons, which isn't what we thought we'd have at the start of the season. Kirk and Engram. 15 targets, everyone else eight. It's not what you expect when you make a big splash on Ridley and um, that sort of stuff in the off-season. So, yeah, Johnny Smith was uh, the most receptions for Atlanta, which tells you what their day was like and love Johnny, but with all the weapons they have at their disposal, that tells you uh, they're having to be a bit more solid than they'd like and not challenge those... um, Deep cornerbacks. I love John Lou too. It's baffled me. He's just he went to New England to die last year or the year before. Um it was the one bit of the game I did watch was the, the drive that Atlanta 
were moving the ball and there were a couple of couple of throws to Johnny which which looked quite good. He made a big play. Um, but yeah, they they this was sometime in the fourth quarter and the, the drive ended with Ridder rolling out and failing to well actually it was a good play in the end zone. Um Falcons oh, forgotten which Falcons receiver it was, but pushed like pushed out of bounds so he couldn't get both his feet down on the fourth down. And that well, that was that was obviously the end the end of the game was that moment, but they were they were never getting back into it. I think that was um, Trey Herndon on Drake London, and they were loving yes, Drake London getting his London yeah. touchdown, but yeah, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> um, all right, one of the other games I didn't see: the Chiefs and the Jets. Now this I'm completely blind. Yeah, mm-hmm. proper, uh, proper game. This really good. The scoreline suggests it was. Um, <laughs> I mean. It's a funny one because, so, first things first, everybody already knew our defence is, our defence is unbelievable uh, yeah. and, and and can get better. Um, so, you know, we, we gave It Pat can problem. get better, but it can get better by not being on the field so much. Well, so this is, <laughs> yeah. so, so this is, this is part of the issue, right? And this has been the issue all year in that we are asking, no, no defense wants to always have to play defense. And that's what we have to do. We have to play defense all the time. Um, but, you know, this game, we were more competitive. Um, there was a period, you know, pretty much the second quarter and then for half of the third. We, we we had an offense um so i mean I, I think that the sort of the the zach comeback has has been overhyped for me like uh, what what i've been obviously have missed a few weeks and one one of the things that i was going to say my biggest criticism of zach is you would always hoped that he'd develop as a as a true quarterback uh, that he'd improve his skills but what zach had was he was a playmaker zach would get you a play he could play football, and we—we—he's been bereft of that for all but a quarter and a half. So that's what we saw, right? I think they're overhyping some of these. I mean, there were some fantastic Garrett Wilson catches, a couple where he was open and 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 was missed. Um, but it was nice to see Zach making plays. That is what he can do. Um, and it showed you how close we could be, but you know, people have also kind of because he's, you know we've had a bit of a fight back. We're we're forgetting the fact that he literally fumbled the ball and cost us a game. <laughs> like let's let's not get away from it. So not bad for him when that happened though, because he played <laughs> yeah, so well in that yeah, second half. But that's that almost makes that almost makes that almost makes it worse because you've got. A, You've got, you've got. This is your, you, you've got the chance to, to, to stick it, stick it to everyone, right? Get, get you, give your team a, a bit, a bit of a, a bit of a push. Reward the defense who have been playing, absolutely. Like, I mean, listen, our defensive line is something special for sure, and obviously we've got a fantastic corners, no doubt about it. But there was all that talk about Milano against. Miami, listen, mate. Oh, Qu- Quincy uh, and uh, CJ Mosley, they are they are so impressive. Every play, this one, it's it is four or five plays they miss that cost us fucking games. That is how good they are. They have to play every single play. It's too much. You can't ask the defense to play defense all the time. 
Um, so, look, I, I'm, I'm, I was more encouraged. It was nice to be in a game, for sure. But I think that we, we, we Zach, that he has to, he has to, he's got to get some wins, find some wins for us, and Aaron's got to come back because this season, this season's over. See, I, I was, it's a, pity, I was, it's a pity he didn't say he didn't put that performance in a more winnable game. But we could have won the game. That's what I mean. I don't know why we're dismissing that. We should not have lost that game. He had no pressure, no pressure at all. You finally got a bit of momentum and you dropped the, you literally (laughs) dropped the ball. (laughs) Come on, Zach. You got to do, we we need more. Fair enough, it was a step forward, but. I've got to say, though, and the, the Jets fans have seen now what the Bills fans have seen for a couple of years, given the amount of times that we have to play the Chiefs. There is no team in the league that is helped more by the officials than the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, no team. Like on the on the the famous holding, Pat, holding on the famous the Pat Mahomes run, where they, they wanked all over the fact that he ran for twenty five yards on on third down. You could literally see the offensive um, the offensive guys hold and the D line. Holding their hands up. Actually, that's correct. Hold on. Well, that's correct use of the word. Literally, I don't. I don't endorse that. Sorry. Yeah. They're you have to fig- misuse the word. Figuratively holding their hands <laughs> up. <laughs> but you can see them going. I'm literally being held in front of the official who doesn't mm. give it. So he gets. So he gets his runoff. Then you get the play where the the Jets intercept the guy, and it's the weakest illegal. Was it illegal contact or whatever the whatever the play call was? The weakest one you've ever seen given. There was much worse, like not given throughout the game. And yet, because the NFL have this weird desire to help the Chiefs win games, oh, that's the one we're going to give because it's an interception to the Jets. You can now go and give him and give Zach another chance while he's playing well. It's it's honestly, it's every time the Bills play them, they get calls like that and non-calls like that against them. Their offensive line hold the D-line on every single play. And it's never called. And I'm I'm sick of it. Officiating's weird, isn't it? Because there does feel like an element of, well, the Jets can't be holding the Chiefs legally. So that must have been a penalty, surely. Yeah. And then it's not done consistently throughout the game. And like this whole thing with Juwan Taylor, where he was in Jacksonville playing the same as he's playing now, but no one looks at Jacksonville, so they just ignored it. And now he's picking up three or four flags a game playing for the Chiefs because suddenly it's much more high profile standing half an inch too far back or whatever it is he's been there. <laughs> right. I mean, when he does, he does literally stand in the wrong place. Literally but he was basically the only person on the Chiefs that drew flags this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, the, the, home, the, home, things... the home's run, it's ridiculous. How you can, I can't remember which of your O-line it was, but he's got his arms in the air going, look, the guy's got his arm around my neck. What am I meant to do? And then the referee just watches it as Mahomes scampers off down the field. This can't be right. This, all of your, everything you're all describing as weird parallels to our game against the Chiefs a year ago, where we had, we played that game. It was Sunday Night Football as well. And we played that game with Malik Willis. And our defence had the game of its life. And we took them to overtime. We lost. Uh, and there were a couple of questionable officiating decisions. And it was one after uh, so many similarities. Mahomes had one of those irritating third down Third and long conversions with his legs that Chris Collinsworth can't help but like 
Oh, Taylor Swift, I imagine, has got to be that's going to be another factor to this. That to, just to make just to give the NFL a bit more love for the Chiefs as if it needed it. So they're, they're going to try and cash in on all the extra like publicity, all the it's all of the followers or whatever. But it, but it ruins the end of a game where you think, what better way to finish a game than put the ball back in the Jets' hands, three points down with like whatever, like four minutes left on the clock with the chance to advance down the field and see if they can either tie or win the game. That's the ending that game deserved. And we didn't get it because of some bullshit call that wasn't given throughout the rest of the game, but on the interception play it was. I can't believe I'm being so ranty on behalf of the Jets, but it's the Chiefs, man. They just get away with it all the time. This is, it feels a weird dynamic that you're, you're sticking up for the Jets. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm actually not even mad about that. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think they're favourable, but I do think there's sports, like any sports, they like, I do like, we like stars. Michael Jordan used to get it. United used to get it. Like, it happens. I'm, I'm not mad at it. It's frustrating when it goes against you, but. I want us to, we should be better than we are. The Jets have been promised more and there's still a chance to turn this season around. So Zach gets it together or we need to make a move. We can't be wasting these years for some of these players. But man. I think the saying, the saying always goes that you, you play, like in cricket, it's always a, it's always a big thing. Like the fear, the, the best bowlers in the world, you know, they say you play the delivery, not the man. Play, play yeah. the the game that's happening play what the ball's doing rather than the the opponent easier presence. said than done though isn't exactly. it that's part, exactly that's part of the exactly player. and this is but this this probably all this must also apply to officiating like they're they're officiating a star like patrick mahomes and that's got maybe it's not a conscious thing i'd like to i'd like to think it's not um but you you're you're giving him yeah, you're comparing the Jets holding with the Chiefs holding or the offensive line play, but uh, that that comes that probably comes from Patrick Mahomes indirectly. You're officiating because you know what the guy's reputation is. You're expecting amazing things, um, so you're not necessarily judging what's actually going on in front of your eyes. You're judging a reputation, and that's only, that's only a human thing. Um, yeah, opposite yeah. oppositions will do that, and officials will do it as well. Like I'm, I'm sure, like someone I bring, bring it back to cricket again. Like some somebody like Shane Warne, or, or like yeah, they're like the West Indies teams of the eighties, Australia in the nineties. Like they would get more decisions go their way because of like who they were, and the reputations that they'd have. And like yeah, Sh- Shane Warne. I'm not saying he didn't legitimately deserve all the wickets he got, but they, they, he would have got decisions that others wouldn't get. Um, because the the umpires would rate him as well as the opposition. You know, he's he's done this. You you become more credible. It's just and just it's a little it bit more defensible when it's a subjective thing like LBW. When it's a guy with two fists full of the middle of the guy's jersey, it's you know, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. less subjective, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I do think it comes. It may maybe not with that specific decision. I do think it comes into it. Um, and yeah, the good get better and the the poor get poorer as a result of it. That's just life. Yeah, um, 
I, 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 I get it, but I refuse to believe that any official looks at the, the illegal contact when the Jets' defence is out there and thinks, uh, I'm not going to give this because I, I quite like that Pat Mahomes guy that's over on the sidelines at the moment. I think that's, that's just them being crap at their job. <laughs> You've only got to look <laughs> at the trend of like the difference in the way backup or like unfancied quarterbacks are protected versus the top tier few. Like if you're a 300 pound lineman and you land on uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, whatever his name is, whatever, that's fine. You <laughs> land on Pat Mahomes that same way, that's 15 yards and you might get ejected. It's just, and you see it every week. That guy's got that guy's name is far too long though to be allowed to be a professional sportsman. It's like it shouldn't be allowed. Anyone that has a name that length that length. I it was a bad week. I can't get Dory or Green Beckham out of my head. I can't like <laughs> so I can't get a third into this guy's name. I don't know what he's called even now, and you've just said it, Pat. Like... Just makes me think of birds of a feather, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. a really bad week for quarterbacks who looked good in preseason against like third string offenses. And then you suddenly had Aiden O'Connell. Everyone was like, oh, Aiden O'Connell's going to be amazing. Nah, <laughs> nah, he's he's going to be, eh. It's a he shame. Looked, he looked like just warming up without, he, he looked petrified. Like, he, he looked about 12 and I shouldn't judge someone on a, on a, a baby face appearance, but he looked absolutely petrified. He probably yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. um, I I want to talk about Ron not going for two. It's probably a big story, and everyone's talking about it. But that just like ten years ago, it wouldn't have entertained anyone. I remember Jack Del Rio doing it. I think was it when he was at the Jags or the Raiders? I can't remember. It was a big like a barnstorming game, and it got to the end of the game, and Jack Del Rio went for two, and everyone was just absolutely flabbergasted by the balls or the recklessness of it but now it's been normalized now it it kind of makes sense like if you're in a if you're in a matchup like going for two is what is it like a 42 percent chance something like that i think the analytics so it's not quite a 50 50 coin toss but close to it so if you're if you're going if you're washington and you played on the road in was it on the road i think it was on the road in philly yes it was and a team that's very obviously better than you are, and you've got a 50-50-ish chance of winning the game versus overtime where more there are going to be more plays and more chance more opportunities for Philly to outclass you. Surely that's that makes the most that's your best chance of winning the game. All day long. Ludicrous they didn't go for it. As you said, you've got a chance to run it in with a couple of really, really decent running backs and a quarterback that actually had a really good game. I thought Sam Howell played really well in this game, except for a couple of throws that he'd have back. I was genuinely impressed with him. And I thought offensively, the the commanders looked pretty decent. You go for it from there all day if, long. If you're the Eagles and you've just conceded that touchdown. You're delighted the they're not going for you're it. You're absolutely delighted, yeah. Delighted, because you're exactly right. Surely you've got a better chance to win the game with one play from that point than the the ch- giving the Eagles another chance in overtime. I it baffles me, especially considering that he is that he was a head coach that was known for rolling the dice. You know, he's not one of the more conservative head coaches in the league that you think 
you know, you're going to take the point and then like go again in, in overtime. If, if someone said to me, pick a coach, pick a head coach in the NFL that will go for it in that situation to win the game, I'd pick him every, like, as my number one person that would go for it. And then the situation arose and he totally bottled it. Um, and I'd have been delighted if the Eagles lost that game because they've not been great, the Eagles, and yet they're 4-0. And, and that annoys me. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I wish they got some things are annoying you. They, it is. It is. I, I do think that obviously, like of all of the coaches, Riverboat Run should be going for it. You would expect that. His given name's that, literally Riverboat lit- Run. Li- li- quite, yeah. <laughs> um, literally that. <laughs> but the thing that. <laughs> The thing for me is you've also, or the Jalen Hurts, why would you give them another chance? It doesn't really make, I think um, Ron Rivera in the press conference said that the the, the, the offence looked gassed. So let's go and play some more football. I mean, it just, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't make, I just don't, I, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe overthought it and then the moment's gone. You know, when you've made a decision and you, you can't sort of walk it back and and it's just because it doesn't make sense it feels like just an error because everything would say in this situation especially against this team you're going to go it felt like it as well even at the time it felt like it so it just seems an obvious thing for all of it we all agree on this (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah I don't I didn't see anybody no yeah nobody thought they made the right call yeah, no. Even Ron Rivera himself, five minutes later, probably or five minutes earlier, mm. even yeah, just maybe, maybe it's just a, like you say, a heat of the moment brain fart. I mean, yep. The guys, the guys, mm. getting on. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but surely Eric Bieniemy must have been saying to him, "Let's go for it. Let's go for it." Because why is he there if not for that type of situation? I don't know what the dynamic would be there because the, obviously he would be. Presumably, calling the play if they go for it. Yeah, um, yeah. And they must have like every team has got plays for that kind of situation that are probably even a better percentage if it's executed well. And yeah, blows my mind. Yeah. And um, Joe Burrow. Um, I don't want to get into. Uh, well, I've got to go straight into the narrative that annoys me and. The talk about how woeful the Bengals are looking when the Titans played really well against them, but Burrow's not. Burrow's hurt, right? He's not. He's not mobile, and it's it's hurting the team. I think this this came up a couple of weeks ago. Like, should should they be resting him? And it just seems each week that goes by, it looks it looks worse. Like he needs to sort sort this injury out, which they. They're downplaying all the time. It's not not a serious thing. It's manageable, but he's it's hurting their their production. Like like I know he's he's not the most mobile quarterback in the league, is he? But he you take you know, you, you take that away from anybody. And it but what's his, what's the, what's that got to do with finding Jamar Chase? Well, I, mean, I, I think it, of, this is one of the best receivers in in, in the league, and you can't hit him. Well, in in the game on Sunday, I think that a lot of the problem was he he spent the game running for his life under constant pressure. Now that's harder to do if you can't run. 
Like literally. <laughs> oh, what what is wrong with me? <laughs> but like like whoever you are, if you're if you're fully fit, it's it's much easier to deal with that kind of stuff. Like um I yeah, I, there's perhaps perhaps there's more to it. I'm sure there's more to it than than just the fact that he's he's got this calf injury, but that is it is hindering them. Um, and like I get, I guess if if you sit him at this point, it's stubbornness kicks in. But then you're kind of admitting defeat. What are the Bengals? The Bengals are now one and three. Mm. And then you say, right, let's sit Burrow for a couple of weeks, sort him out. It might be too late. It's uh, getting that way anyway. It's like there's not many teams that recover from a one and three start. If you look statistically over the history of the league, if they lose another game. And I don't know who they're playing next, but whoever it is, if they go one and four, the percentage is like less than five, I think, of teams that make the playoff from that start of a season. And um, it, it, well, playing... in as as a podcast that has integrity about the quality of the product, um, I can tell you that they're playing the Cardinals next, which might not be the worst thing. Probably not the worst thing for them. Then um, I don't I... know. They beat the Cowboys. <laughs> well, yeah, I yeah. love Josh Jobs though. I love him. I he, I'm really enjoying like seeing a seeing a smile on that guy's face and yeah, having he's he's good to watch. Yeah. The, the, the good thing the Bengals much. have is that their division is kind of meh. Like the Ravens look decent, the Browns are good on defense and questionable on offense, and the Steelers are the same. So it's not like they've got insurmountable teams at home to handle. Which is crazy, well, isn't it? When it's you think a long about way back. We're talking about the start of the season that they might have three teams come out of this division to make the, to make the playoffs. Um, and you're right. The who would have thought it wouldn't get to this stage that the Bengals would have been last in that division behind the Steelers? It's mental. What we said the at the start of the season is not with... worth the, the podcast it's <laughs> written on, is it? Like we said, <laughs> the Vikings were going to win the NFC North. Not all of us didn't. Not all of us. Adam. I think. I think. Or oh, I think we were unanimous on that. Nope. You, I think it's you were facet. most vociferous of all of us, weren't you? <laughs> that's how that's how I remember this conversation. Hundred percent, I said the lines. It's a facet of preseason hype that of the sixteen teams in the AFC, only two of them are achieving or exceeding their preseason expectations. Even the Chiefs look worse than expected, albeit they're still winning. But like mm. Dolphins, better Bills, about as good, maybe a little bit better. Possibly the Chargers, but then everyone else is like, eh. Or maybe the Texans. I was going to say, the te- yeah, the Texans. I think you got to chuck the Colts and the Titans in there as well. I think everyone thought that they were going to be absolutely fucking horrendous and they're actually a little bit frisky. We, nah, we, I thought they we would be mid and they are mid. We were absolutely horrendous in two out of the four our four games. Ab- like, woeful. Really atrocious. I can't get my head around how just how good we were after how bad we were. It's, it's mental. It doesn't make any sense. I think you even said to me after my uh, my one sentence preview where I thought that the Titans were going to be good, you were like, we're going to get thrashed or something like that. I did, yeah. <laughs> you, you absolutely had no confidence at all. But watching that game, and it was a, it was a sort of, it was a 3-3 start. There were two, each team had like a long drive that ended a field goal to start. Um, yeah. So and I'm thinking... Maybe this, maybe this might be all right. And I think by about a couple of minutes left in the first quarter, I'm like, we're winning this. 
And our, our defense were just on it. And our, we've got a, an underrated defense. So that's that's never been in doubt. But but as, as soon as maybe it helps you're not playing the Browns and Miles Garrett. Um, but yeah, there's there's more to it oh, than that. I, I don't know. Whatever Mike Vrabel's done in the week has been um, like unbelievable. And we just, just came out and yeah, Craig, you said in your one sentence review, like this Derek Henry, like the old, the old Derek Henry, he was, he was brilliant. Um, Tannehill was really good. Like he was, he's getting a bit of chemistry with Hopkins now. And it, it yeah, we were exciting to watch, like throwing the ball down the field and stuff. It's like, well, this is, this is new or this is or in recent memory anyway. And I just don't know where it came from. Like the, the offensive line is a problem, and it it still was a bit shaky, but we seem to be working out ways to overcome. I, I, I couldn't. But the the Bengals are bad, mate. I think you need. I I think next week will be an interesting game for 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 you lot. Uh, I I think. I think uh, we'll probably lose. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, yeah, because it's when when you're inconsistent like this, like the whole of the AFC South is two and two, and. I don't think we're probably four. We're going to be four streaky, inconsistent teams. Actually, I don't. I, at this stage, I've no clue what's what's going to happen in this division. <laughs> any team could finish in any position in that division. <laughs> yeah, after four yeah. weeks, is like genuinely no idea. I'm sure Nate's yeah. loving the fact that the Colts are first and we're last on whatever tiebreakers are in play <laughs> after week four. Uh, but that's where we are. Shout out to the AFC South for having two running backs with passing touchdowns this weekend. That was uh, a niche stat that I enjoyed. Oh, can I talk about that play? Yes. Um, I, it was, this was peak. This was peak, Mike Brabel. Um, now, same, funny enough, same situation we had a week ago. Third down, no timeouts left, about 10, 15 seconds left of the half. Um, I said to, I, I, very different game. Obviously, very different feel to the game. I said to Henry again, like, what did we say last week? Don't take a sack. Don't take a sack. You've got time for a play. Throw it away. Kick the field goal. Take the points. Um, and I'm looking at this and we're lining up in... Jeff Simmons comes out on offense to be a fullback. And we're lining up in the Wildcat. And this is a, a situation where you've got to throw the ball, like. What the hell? Like, what are we? And the Bengals were so baffled they had to call timeout. So you think that okay? We're probably just gonna go back to calling a normal play or kick a field goal at this point. But no, right, Bray will just like, no, this is what I'm doing. You've called a timeout. You've had 30 seconds to think about it, and you still haven't got a clue what we've got up our sleeve. Um, <laughs> and yeah, Jeff Simmons was at fullback. Tannehill went to wide receiver, so he distracted a couple of guys Derek Henry gets all the attention as <laughs> in the wildcat as you'd expect nobody's covering Josh Wiley in the end zone um, and there's going to come <laughs> a point like Henry's thrown four touchdown passes now in his career there's going to come a point where people are expecting it but if you do it not quite frequently enough <laughs> you kind of get get away with it um he can throw he can throw can can the, can the big guy can't catch but he can throw well, steady on, chat. He's he's he's. <laughs> that's, that, that was the point I was making. Yeah, it's not really true anymore. Um, but yeah, it, it. I just loved it. I absolutely. And and um, after obviously Jeff Sims is on the field, Wiley 
I don't know how Simmons got the ball off Wiley, but he did almost immediately and did a huge gronk spike in the end zone. Um, and then our guard, Daniel Brunskill, waved for a fair catch <laughs> and, caught, and caught the ball off the bounce of the spike. That's how big the spike was. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, gushing a little bit, so someone, t- someone talk about something else. Uh, before we um, uh, well wrap, I do want to say, especially when Rich isn't here, those nine. It's it haircut. Oh, oh, okay. definitely the last thing. The last thing I could watch. One. I can't think of many things of Rich's album, but anyway, <laughs> I just, <laughs> um, mate, his, the lack, his, his lack of having to work seemingly at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How yeah. does he fund his lifestyle? I don't. I've genuinely no idea. Like, basically, is he somewhere? He's away again as now, isn't oh, he? God. So it just goes to gigs and like goes to America. Yeah, that's it. Gigs. Yeah, yeah. He's pro- I think he's a gigolo. It's got, to be it's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Either that, or he's like he runs some kind of like underworld drug. Like he doesn't do that. <laughs> How do you know? No one, no sure. one, no one assumed I mean, what White was no. doing it either. But you know, he no. did. If, if, be, if Rich it's... is involved in drugs, he's cooking meth. Yes, that is what he's doing. Oh, hundred percent Walter White, isn't he? Yeah. But either way, you know, it's either gigoloism or criminal activity. Yeah, it has to be. I'm, I'm going right. to go with meth. Um, <laughs> I do, I do think this Niners team is is pretty damn impressive, and it's impressive how good they've been for so long without winning one. And I think you do have to start asking that question for this Niners team. Uh, I, Christian McCaffrey is the best player in football. And then you've got a million other playmakers and that defence is still bloody mean. And they're clearly well coached. So, and Purdy looks good. I, that, was, I, um, that was the only thing that could have gone wrong for him. Yeah. It hasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they've absolutely nailed it in the, yeah. in the Purdy decision, haven't they? So, yeah. um, oh, I just think that... that they they they've got a really you know there was a time where the Rams were just able to brush people aside, and they had this thing where you kind of knew what they were going to do, but they did it anyway. But with the Niners, they've got like two or three styles of play that they're really really good at, and it's like you know it, you either let CMC run the ball or you chuck a load of wide receivers in the backfield who can also run the ball. They've got fantastic crossing and intermediate routes with all of those players, including Christian McCaffrey, who is an elite receiver if he's coming out of the backfield. Um, I, I, they've got an unbelievable, mean, stiff defence if they want to. I, I just think it's really tough for any team to get that. On any, on, and that sounds cliche. Any given Sunday, I think it's very difficult to bet against the Niners. Part of the problem is you can do everything right against them and still McCaffrey and Debo and Kill can destroy you for 15, 20 yards on a given play just by making you look foolish. And that's really hard to deal with. And we saw in this week just McCaffrey's like a different beast to 99% of players. It's ridiculous and joyous to watch if your team's not on the receiving end of it. Yeah, the only thing that could have gone wrong for them 
is the, the the whole Trey Lance situation and who they gave up for him and that could have blown up in their face. And yet somehow with the last pick of the draft, they've picked someone that went in this game went 20 of 21 for two, for 283 yards and a and a touchdown. You think it and in the, the, you don't even need to be that good a quarterback to work in the Shanahan system. And he looks like he's a very good quarterback in the Shanahan system with brilliant options all around him. You're not even having to see George Kittle do very much in offensively. And he's still around and could do more. See, I, I keep, I keep like using it. It's a bit of a backhanded compliment. I keep saying like the last two or three years, like the Niners offense is set up. Like you could, you could plug anyone in and they would still be prolific. But the, I think that it's got to the point where that's still the case. But they've still got star players in all those, like yeah, and running I, and I think... running back. Obviously, McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Brock Purdy. It's just it's not fair. Yeah, um, yeah. You you shouldn't be able to pick up a quarterback that's that good as Mister Irrelevant. It's like it's the best Mister Irrelevant since Ryan Suckup. I would say, <laughs> um, yeah. It was there was a section on Good Morning Football a couple of weeks ago where they were talking about that he's AI, that he's actually not human. in a couple of years time, um, because he never seems to get flustered. He never seems to make too many mistakes. He doesn't even seem to like sweat or struggle with anything, and he's just genuinely a brilliant quarterback. And it's not fair they've got all those weapons and they're having to pay him whatever you would pay like the pennies that must come with being Mr. Irrelevant. It's you're not even having to pay him first round, first round pick wages. It's ludicrous. And because of that, they've got this team for like set up for a couple of years before you have to pay him. And yeah, fair play to him. Like, if like it was the... AI, you'd be rolling out there with a hockey stick and frigging goalkeeping gloves. Cause AI is not high. <laughs> <laughs> If, it's um, it, it, if, it, to me, it doesn't feel like that. I can't see anything in the, the NFC, including from what I've seen from the Eagles so far. I can't see anything stopping them reaching the Super Bowl. It's this week's going to be a lot of fun. How we were looking forward to Buffalo, Miami a week ago, Niners, Cowboys. I mean, that's delicious. That Good. that Cowboys defense, seeing what it can do against those Niners, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, bring bring it on. Shall we preview some games? There was a danger that we could have forgotten to do that, but we've written some, so we may as well. Um, <laughs> one one sentence previews: Chicago at Water Closet. What's this? Another prime time game that no one gives two shits about. Bravo, NFL. <laughs> I've genuinely forgotten who Water Closet is. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> Jacksonville at Buffalo. Hard to see what the Jays can do here to slow the Bills down if they found this groove. Losing White is a blow, but if I learn this final form, I can't see Lawrence being able to keep pace with that Bills D. I'm preying on jet lag. <laughs> do you know what? Well, let's come back to this after we've done this. Um, Houston at Atlanta. Feels somewhat unfair that the Texans get to play the jet lag shit Falcons right now, but here we are. Carolina at Detroit. Easy home win. Tennessee at Indianapolis. 
Love these games, if nothing else but to listen to the Nate vs Adam bounce with a Z during the game. Genuinely feels like this could go either way. New York Giants at Miami. It's that first ever London game matchup repeat, but two are at home at Hard Rock is slightly more enticing than Cleo Lemon in the pissing rain. New Orleans at NEP. New England Patriots. Two words. Attritional football. It's not enticing, is it? Baltimore at Putt. That's what it says. <laughs> it did. Putt. You kind of ruined my one sentence preview. Well, do I go with analysis or do I go with the classics? classic fact that this fixture reads ball pit? I knew what Pat meant. I wasn't being a dick. <laughs> I definitely was being a dick. Um, Cincinnati at Arizona. Funny how things change in the NFL. A must-watch fixture last year. Be lucky if it features on Red Zone this week. Uh, Philadelphia at LA Rams. The Eagles are 4-0 without looking all that good so far. And I'm saying the run ends this week against the surprisingly good Rams. New York Jets at Denver. It's the Trevor Simeon Bowl, people. <laughs> um, now for a game that doesn't exist, um, but that's <laughs> got his own preview, so I'm going to read you the game that does exist, which is Kansas City at Minnesota. I mean, this should be an have easy you pre- oh, Sorry, Have you previewed the Chiefs at Cardinals, which is what was in the WhatsApp? I'll read it you as written. Rookie <laughs> Cardinals did better than anyone expected against the Chiefs. Just copy and paste it every week. Which uh, I shouldn't have done, ironically. <laughs> um, Denver, Colorado's? Dallas. Dallas Cowboys at San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey is the best player in football. <laughs> And finally, Green Bay at Las Vegas. A close game that will be won by the least incompetent, which is good news for Green Bay fans. Yeah, yes. Um, there you go, one sense of previews. Let's, I, I do want to quickly circle back to the, the Jags-Bills game in London. We touched on this when the games were announced in the off-season, whenever it was. Uh, it's, to me, like, I know... The for everything about form and how great the Bills are looking suggests that that that's who's going to win. But Jacksonville being in London for a week and having basically a home game that counts that's that's technically a road game, it, it's a massive advantage. It is huge, and Buffalo are absolutely screwed by this. Yeah, whether the Jags can take advantage and get a win is another matter, but it levels the playing field hugely. Uh, actually if makes the, Jags the game could, quite interesting. If the Jags could beat the Bills under Urban Meyer, they can beat them <laughs> under the current <laughs> conditions. That's a hope that I'm clinging to, and it's a f- probably false hope, but, like, I don't know. You just I don't think hope. the Jags are good enough. There was a time over the last three years where, you know, you had that... I mean, the defensive line is still very good, but you had a fantastic defensive line and a really good in the safety department. I just don't know if you'd you're not there talent-wise. And I just think the Bills are too good. I do think the the schedule has 
it helped. I'm, I'm not hating on the Jags either. If this is part of the, you know, this is it, was, the it wasn't that it wasn't that decision yeah, either. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, didn't mean it like, I didn't mean it like yeah. that. I'm not saying um, the, the Jags. Jags have cleverly <laughs> outwitted Buffalo by coming out with this evil schedule. No, it, it, it is. It's a ball ache for the Bills, but I do think they're just too good talent-wise. I, my only hope with it, because I, I do agree, it seems it seems ludicrous that you can you allow one team to stay there and not have to travel that distance, and yet the Bills at least do. if you do that, make it another home game for them. That's that's the bit that sort of that would great with me but yeah yeah but that seems unfair to the jags fans to have to lose two of their home games for the season like the jacksonville jags fans okay when you put it like that or have the road game first maybe so they're just as jet lagged if it makes you feel any better this week they're staying at a hotel next to a massive landfill so (laughs) are they are they at hanbury manor correct oh okay i can Um, only i can my only hope for it is that the bills decide to try and like like all sports teams, but NFL teams seem to do more than anything else. They cling on to anything, don't they, to give them that little bit of extra locker room motivation. Like clearly with the Bills in the, against the Dolphins, it was all about that stupid emoji T-shirt that one of the, the Dolphins players was wearing. And that's why towards the end of the game, they're all doing this with their like the little thinking emoji towards the end of the game because one of the Dolphins players did it. And that's clearly what they've used as motivation this week. I hope that the Bills use the this schedule is kind of a way to try and say, oh, we're expected to, this is, this is fucked us over. It's not fair. Let's, let's use that somehow as the fuel to put on a good performance. We should beat the Jags. I think that like, as, as Craig said, talent wise, I don't think there's, there's much comparison there at the moment. We're a little bit short at corner at the moment after three, three of our corners went down in the game against the Dolphins. Trey, losing Trey White for the season is heartbreaking after what he's gone that's, through. To that's get back. brutal. That's a, that sucks. That, is, that sucks. Yeah. You can, and what was what a lot of people who don't follow the Bills closely won't know is that he went through quite a lot of mental um, issues off the back of the injury and coming back. And it took him quite a few games, and he openly admitted it, to get back to being sort of mentally ready to make a tackle and play to his level because he was worried that it was going to happen again. Um, and it's that, almost that must. In... I always wonder about that, like yeah. that side of injuries. That must affect everybody in, so, uh, in uh, so, uh, some absolutely. level. Like... And and he was quite open about the fact that it did. And his play last year wasn't to the, to the level that it had been pre-injury. But towards the end of the season, you started to see the Trey White that you'd seen before. And this season, he'd started the season really well. So for that to happen again, and know that the, the mental struggle that he's had to go through to battle back both physically and mentally to get to the player that he is just for his Achilles to snap on a non-contact injury is my heart breaks for him knowing what he's probably going through right now. It's shit, but fundamentals like week on week, it just means that the bills have somehow got to find a corner that can take over at at CB one, which is, is a tough ask, but there is a chance that Von Miller might be playing. That'll be a, that's I mean, he is coming back at some point. Yeah, well, he's, he was back off. He was off pup this week, so he is, he is yeah. eligible to play. Whether they will decide that, a couple of weeks, uh, yeah, he's not going to want to go and <laughs> do London. Oh, he's coming. He's 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 on the plane. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. it's whether that this is the week that they decide. I ain't playing him. Back. It's uh, for me. I, ain't playing I, I think I. Would I assume you've got a bye week set. after London, right? I imagine not necessarily. Uh, no, I don't think we do. Oh, yeah. Right, right. No, I mean that I might be totally talking out my ass there, but um, 
I'm gonna, the, Fal- I'm gonna the Falcons ch- don't. The Falcons I'm, are back. I'm going to check now. No, we don't. We play the Giants the week after. Um, well, so basically a bye week. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, for me, I would rather see him rest a couple more weeks, and you hope that you're you're going to still have fit Vaughn in January and hopefully February. Well, I suppose he hadn't lost the Super Bowl in a while, so it would be nice to get that back. It would be nice to just make everything how it was in the 90s when Absolutely everything right. was better. I think <laughs> literally everything in life was better then. <laughs> I certainly felt uh, I didn't didn't have as many aches and pains. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, anything else anyone wants to say? No. Should we get out of here? Um, All good. Yeah, nice to, nice to have you back, good Craig. Good see you, boys. Nice yeah. one. Good to uh, good to catch up. Can we just quickly touch on other jet still shit? Less, yes, maybe less, a little bit less, slightly less, but still shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. If you make a jingle for that, I'll I'll start inserting it into the pod. <laughs> you think I'm technically capable? It won't of be in a the jingle. Pod. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be just Hell no. a WhatsApp voice okay, note. Right. Should, should, should we just? Should we just workshop it right now? Ready? Here we go. Are the Jets still shit? Sponsored by Ginster. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so that ain't getting back in. <laughs> all we need, all we need, is Nate to sing the theme tune to play us out. Um, right, later. <laughs> go well. Cheers. the games were shit they were like yeah, massive massive blowouts that's true, that's true. we've true. definitely forgotten an absolute barnstorm of a game then, have we? <laughs> i'm looking i'm looking how just the checks so seahawks, seahawks, well, we touched on seahawks giants lions packers with thursday night no one cares um, didn't really talk philly lions well, we, right, did, no, we did talk philly actually texans didn't touch on the texans rams colts did we talk well, rams, we, did, colts, yeah, we, we talked about that oh i, I meant to i meant to mention how great matt stafford looked um, <laughs> <laughs> he is good. He is uh, not good. We have, we haven't. Re- well, we know we did. Yeah, the Ravens. Yeah, we touched on all of them. Fine, we've done a great job. Well done, us. Yeah, <laughs> we're the best. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs>